ברוך השם, you're a bad Jew. שלום. Welcome back to another episode of Bad Jew, the place where there is no such thing as a bad Jew. With me today is Liel Kopel, otherwise known as Mr. Kopel. Mr. Kopel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, as uh, much as I can with this situation right now, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For those who don't know, Mr. Kopel is an influencer off of TikTok and Instagram. He talks with pro-Hamas people all the time. And I mean, he is so professional. But aside from how professional his name sounds, Mr. Kapel, he is so professional with how he represents the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. It's pretty incredible. We're going to hear more about his story in a second. Mr. Kapel, as I just mentioned before that we started this podcast, we have something, there's right of entry onto the podcast called the Four Minute Bad Jew Challenge, where I time you in four minutes to tell your life story. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Excellent. Echad, time, shalosh, yalla. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So first of all, hello, everybody. It's nice to meet you. I want to introduce myself. My name is Liel Koppel, actually. I live in Haifa, in the north of Israel. I was born here in Haifa. Since I was young, my dream was to be a football player, actually, soccer player. I was playing till the age of 17, in which in the age of 17, I had a bad injury on my knee. I turned my ACL. It's a really familiar injury in sports, maybe one of the baddest, one of the toughest. And I decided to join the army because I think it's really important and every Jew should join in the age of 18. Uh, also because I'm really patriotic of my country and I really love Israel, of course. So I joined with my injury. I healed. I finished my job in uh, the army in the IDF. And then I was supposed to go to the United States to learn in a college in New York. I also continued uh, to play football at that time. And after a few months of playing, I was supposed to fly to New York. And one week before my flight, I turned my ACL again in the same knee. Uh, I had a terrible, terrible, uh, terrible time. This month, I canceled all my plans. And uh, I had really tough times. And in this time, I decided uh, to open the YouTube channel and uh, TikTok channel. And I started uh, to upload videos. Uh, first of all, it was uh, my opinions or some stuff or on the news or I was playing gaming and stuff. And uh, I decided to, you know, to go up with the followers and uh, people started to be familiar with me. And after the 7th of October events, I opened a new TikTok account that's basically speaking only about the situation in Israel. And I had the millions of views on TikTok. And what I tried to do basically is to bring a real opinion of a Jew or of an, a Zionist, like they, they like to say, to the world. And I'm happy that I have the platform, you know, in the, in the TikTok that I can show my, my opinion to the world. So this is, I don't know if it was four minutes, but this is my story, basically. I'm still young, but I, awesome. have, I have through a lot on my life, yeah. Hey, that was, that was a really great use of time. Great job. I think it's a really great, great, great way to look at you. And also, I left the little ticker on the bottom for those who are on YouTube. Please go follow Mr. Capel on TikTok, Mr. Capel New, or on Instagram at Mr. Period Capel. Which is great. And by the way, it's funny because my personal Instagram is Mr. Chaz Volk. So 
Yeah. So <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have, I, I have a question for you. I have a question for you for this, for this particular episode. And, and we haven't done a topic like this on Bad Jew yet. So this is going to be kind of new territory for the show itself. Mm -hmm. uh, you've been talking about this for some time. And the question is, what is Palestine? Because we keep on, especially right now, hearing about it, but we can't really identify a place on the map that it exists. I've never seen the word Palestine. The closest I've seen is the West Bank and Gaza, obviously. Before you answer, I want to know, what are your qualifications to answer this question? Well, I'm, I'm not tend to be a professor or something, but a real quick search on Google, right? You don't need to be such a genius. Okay. In a real quick uh, search on Google, you can see that I don't say there was never Palestine, all right? I don't tend to say that. But the answer is, what is Palestine? This is the question you need to ask because is it a state or is it a land? Because people tend to have a big confusion between Palestine, the state that was never exist, and you're right about it, between Palestine, the land, because Palestine, the land was exist. And it's important to learn who called it, what was Palestine, and who lived in Palestine. And when, we, when you understand these three questions and you answer it, you understand that it was never belonging to Muslims. Palestine were actually belonging to Jews and Christians as well. You know what I mean? Right. So it was owned by pretty much all three monotheistic religions. But you're also making the distinction here that, you know, there never was a state. There never was a governing state or a, a sovereign state, but there always mm -hmm. was a land. So there mm -hmm. was a land called Palestine at some point. You know, when, I, when I'm talking to pro-Palestinians around the world, they also say we need to free Palestine and we need to give Palestine back. So when I ask them who we need to give it back, so they tend to tell me the Palestinians. But I'm telling them, all right, you know that Palestinians before 48 was also Jews and Christians. It wasn't also all, all of Muslims. And then they don't know what to answer back because all they're teaching them is that we need to give the land back to Palestinians. But right. when you ask yourself, but when you ask yourself who were the Palestinians, you understand that it wasn't belong to the Muslims. What like why is Palestine land is more Muslims than is Jews? It doesn't. It was never was by controlled like by Muslim people. You know what I mean? It was right. always controlled but by other country. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell them. That's it, it's it's very interesting. So so this was a land that was actually controlled by other countries and, and what but and, and there happened to be Christians, Jews, and Muslims there. It wasn't dominantly Muslims. It was Yes, they, they they just lived together. You know what I mean? Okay, so they coexisted in the time yeah. that it was called Palestine. And it was mm -hmm. a region, right? It wasn't like a it was kind of just like a random piece of land that hadn't fully been claimed. Right? When, or were there, were, when or they, was there a governing body there? When the Romans beat the Jews uh -huh. back, back in the history, mm -hmm. they wanted to offend them and they called the land Palestine because Palestinians was Jews' enemies. I'm talking about back then, like before counting. You said and, the Palestinians were the Jews' enemy? Yeah, before counting. I'm talking, I'm speaking about the, you know, the Bible time. Okay. Okay. Long ago. 
So when the Romans beat us and they take all the Jews out of here, they, they call the land Palestine. And since, since then, all right, this is true, that this area since then was calling Palestine. This is, this is true. This is not fake. But, but then, the problem, the, mis, the confusion everybody has that this land Palestine wasn't controlled by the Palestinians that are today in Gaza and the West Bank. You know what I mean? Right. It was controlled by other, other authorities. I don't know, the British, the Ottomans, the Romans. It was never controlled by the, by the Palestinians' authorities you have today. This is right. the biggest lie in history. Right. So the idea that there are Palestinians, that the Palestinians that live in Gaza and the West Bank were the same people that lived and this is in leading the land. Us, this yeah. is leading us to 1948, okay. when the British uh, decided to go out of here and uh, the UN decided to split the country by two. Then, only then, the Muslims decided they want to, like, they want to be independent and they want to be, they want to create a Palestinian state over all the land. This is first time in history that the Muslims actually wanted to be independent. All right. So if you want to speak about 48 and take all the history from then, then it's a different conversation because then you have the wars and you have all what happened and the, you know, six day wars. And this is, this is a big mess. You know, it's a conversation, like it's a, a different topic. Absolutely. It sounds like a different topic. I want to backtrack for a second. I want to get clarification here for a second. The name Palestine, you said it came from the enemies of the Jews, yeah. but is that named after the Philistines or, or who, who, who else exactly was, was where the, where the name, where the name Palestine come from? Where, well, the only source you can, you can base off is the Bible. Okay. And in the Bible, you can see clearly, which by the way, Christians and the Jews believe in the Bible. And in the Bible, you can see clearly that it says that the Palestinians, they call it, they call them a plishtim in Hebrew. Okay. And in English, it's the Palestinians. All right. Okay. They were the neighbors of the Jew. Like, I think it's in the area of Jordan today. I'm not sure. They were the neighbors of the Jews and they were always fighting. And when the Romans came here, they beat the Jews and expelled them from this land. And they call this land Palestine, you know, like to celebrate the win. That's the, the name of the land stand until Israel established. Got it. So the Romans changed the name as a censure to, you know, the past to kind of rewrite the, any, any legitimacy that might've been to the Jews of the past back then. Okay. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And so now, now we understand the context of the name, you know, one thing I want to remind the audience, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish is there's, there's a famous interview with Golda Meir, who was the first woman prime minister in the world. Yeah. Golda Meir, prime minister of Israel. She was amazing, amazing, she, amazing person. Right. And she was asked about the Palestinian people. And she explained that herself, she comes from, she is <laughs> Palestinian. We're, when were Palestinians born? What was, all, what was all this area before the First World War? When Britain got the mandate over Palestine, what was Palestine then? 
Palestine was then the area between the Mediterranean and the Iraqian border. You say there is no such thing East as the Palestinian. And West Bank, no. East and West Bank was Palestine. I'm a Palestinian. From 21 until 48, I carried a Palestinian passport. There was no such thing in this area as Jews and Arabs and Palestinians. There were Jews and Arabs. It's a great scene. She has a great interview, which she says that most people don't tend to know, but a lot of Muslims actually sold their houses to the Jews that came from Europe, all right? Many people tend to think that the Jews that came from Europe killed all the Muslims and expelled them from their homes. So hearing Golda Meir, which was prime minister, saying, no, you know, most of the Muslims sold their home like usual people and they left. Right. What a problem with that. You know what I mean? So, so most of the Muslims sold their, sold their land to, to Jews who were, who were immigrating in. But, Look, but, I'm, not, I'm not saying there wasn't conflict here, all right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not tending to say that Muslims sold their home and left. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that not all of them had a problem to, to leave their house and go to Jordan or something. They didn't want to live here with, to have a conflict, to have wars. They wanted to live their life. So decide, they decided to sell their home to Jews and go okay. away. So this is probably like every other person in the world today. You know, if, I, if I'm living in the United States and I want to go to Canada and I sell my house, I don't see any problem with that. But the, other, the problem is with the other Muslims who couldn't stand that will be a Jew independent country here on this land. And they started the war in 48, which changed all the history till today. Absolutely. And I, I, I think it's actually really important to bring up that there was conflict in the land. I don't know enough about it personally, but what, you know, you said that there were some land grabs via purchasing real estate, like you just said, but there were also land grabs potentially in conflict as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Well, when David Ben-Gurion, uh, the first uh, president of uh, Israel, when he said to the world um, that we are going to establish a Jewish state here. Israel is going to be existed. And he called all the Jews that were going terrible times. I can tell you that my grandmother and grandfather were also a part of the Holocaust. They were living in Romania. Uh, yeah, yeah. This area of uh, Europe, it was really, really bad time to be a Jew. And, you know, they just, they just wanted a country they can, they can go to sleep without being afraid. You know what I mean? And the only country they felt like they are part of it, it's Israel. Because Jerusalem is here, you know, all part of the Bible and the Torah and all the, our kingdoms with King David and King Shaul and all the stories, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, all the, all the Jews' histories, is, this is the only place the Jews can feel belong to. And when they all started to come here, the Muslims saw how big we can be and they couldn't stand it. So the first thing in the morning after the David Ben-Gurion announcement, they started the war and the Jews here, they, they didn't have any choice. They had to fight. And what is funny is that they actually won. <laughs> and, right. after, and after they won, they... I don't want to say the word occupied because it's wrong. 
I would say they just beat the Muslims and they took control on the land. So how can you how can you blame somebody that was forced the war and won the war? This is this is amazes me every time. You see, if I come to you and I will give you I will slap your face, all right? And then you and then you beat me. How right. can I blame you? Right. <laughs> you right. Know, this is so funny. It it keeps on it keeps on happening pretty much with that sequence. And I know that we're kind of preaching to the choir a little bit, two Jews talking two two Zionist Jews talking about this topic. But no less, you know, it 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 has become empirically clear that, you know, we keep on not being the aggressor. And yet, for some reason, the Jewish people and the Israeli people, this is part of the general frustration of what it means to be a Jew right now, is that we're held to a higher standard for some reason. I get that we're the chosen people, but we're held to a higher standard where we have to keep on you know that even being in the perfectly Quran, moral when you, no other you, nation is being looked at under a microscope. It said way. actually in the Quran, in the Muslims, on the okay. Muslims' Quran, I mean, it says that we are the chosen nation. We are the chosen people. Right, right. So it's 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 been decided. Like it's it's <laughs> the the tribe. It's not just the tribes. It's not just the, the singular tribe. The, the tribes have spoken. Okay, that you know we are the chosen people. It's been made very clear. But we keep on being put to this high standard where even when we're not starting the war, we're still getting in trouble some, for some reason. And I will tell you why. I will tell you yeah, why. It's tell me why. Really, it's really, really, really basic stuff. Let's say you live in the United States. You don't know nothing about the conflict. You, you never been to Israel. You don't know nothing. All right. You open the news. You open the news. And you see a big, big army like the IDF. One of the greatest armies in the world, not only in the Middle East, which I think is number one in the world. When you see the photos of uh, this big army, like going out and and killing, I won't say innocent, yes, but killing innocent Palestinians. So you right away, you, you adopt the narrative that we are the bad guys because you, you will say, oh my God, how do civilians can fight such an army like IDF? It's impossible. But what most of the people in the world that opened the news, they are not being exposed to what happens first even of the 7th of October, have you, have you noticed how fast people forget what happened in 7th of October and the narrative also went back that we are the bad guys and we need to, to bring ceasefire? This is so funny. You tend to think what happened, what will happen in the Nazi Germany if everybody in the United States will say, no, don't bomb in the Nazis. We need ceasefire. Stop right. the bombing now. People don't understand that Hamas and most of the Palestinians in Gaza, yes, I'm not afraid to say that most of the Palestinians in Gaza, I compare them to the Nazis. I don't think I don't think they are any different. So when, let's 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 talk about that. You're, you're saying that most Palestinians in Gaza are not innocent. Yes, I think they support Hamas and Hamas is ISIS. I don't see any difference between Hamas and ISIS. And when you support ISIS and you everybody knows what ISIS does. Right. I compare you to the Nazis. Right. Okay. Why would you kidnap a 10, 10 months old baby? You no, call, I, yeah, you I, call, I, no, I'm asking, I'm asking them, you, you yeah. know, you know, you have, you have this name, uh, how do you say it in English? Hostages, right? 
when you when when an army takes different soldiers as hostages well this is fine all right like fine but when you take a 10 months old baby and you take children's and you take an old old grandmas as a hostages what is your purpose what what you're trying to achieve with this kind of act you know cutting heads of babies, burn people alive, shooting RPGs on, on civilians' cars. You, you want free Palestine like this. You agree with me? I, I, I will agree with you on that, that senseless violence towards innocent Israelis is not going to, quote unquote, free anybody. Yeah. But, but you know, I, 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 I want to I gloss over that because I, 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 have, I have a hard time saying that most Palestinians are, are Nazis or, or have Nazi-like behavior. I do believe that many Palestinians, if not a lot of them... In, stop, I, stop, stop, stop. I have, the, I have the perfect answer. I have the perfect answer. You don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. You said you have a problem to call uh, most of the Palestinians. You had a hard time uh, called most of the Palestinians. I, I do, yeah, I, uh, I do, yeah. All right, take the, take the perfect answer. You know okay. that most of the cities... <clears throat> that uh, Hamas invaded on the 7th of October, yeah. they are politically, they are the left side in Israel, all right? They were always supporting peace. <clears throat> they were always supporting Palestinians, you know, like they wanted to, ha they have a job and they wanted uh, to give them a country and mm -hmm. they wanted to leave them by, side by side. They, they considered the left side on Israel. But after the 7th of October, you can hear many people many, many, many people from the left side of Israel politically going to the right side. And you know why? They are saying if the civilians of Gaza were cheering and were giving candies and baklawas and uh, were making party and were dancing on uh, Israelis' bodies on the 7th of October, I don't want peace with them. I don't think they want peace with me. I'm going from the left side to the right side. I'm not afraid to call them Nazis because they are Nazis. And many people in Israel were shocked because they were always believe that in the other side we have somebody to talk to. And they, you know, they, they like, they got a wake up call in this day. They, they were shocked. They didn't believe they can do something such, such a terrible thing, you know? What yeah. they did, it's, it's unbelievable. That's fair. And I, I you know, the, unfortunately, there's no, sent, there's no survey done in the Gaza Strip by Hamas of how many people support them or not. It's assumed that they- 80% and more, I'm telling you. You think it's 80%? So yeah. I, I, I don't know. Obviously, the, that, that kind of statistic's not out there. But what I will say is that there is a percentage, definitely in the minority, I will agree with you on that, of- Gazans that have been recorded, have been filmed chanting for Hamas to go away because they know they have the sensibility to know that the destruction that Hamas brings to the Gaza Strip, the, the corruption that Hamas has, that has, has emulated to take advantage of the civilians, they know it's not good for them. While the 80% are conforming to just what the grand majority is to keep safe and to stay under, you know, just to basically have that sense of loyalty, if you will, because you don't want to be recognized as a traitor 
So I do think that there is probably a majority based on societal pressures. I always um, say, yeah. I always say also to my friends, when we have the talks and we speak about the situation, you know, when we speak and I always tell them that the key of making history is on the Palestinian civilians. I always say, I always say when the day will come that the Palestinian civilians, we say no more. We don't want any radical Islam. We want to be educated. We want to earn good money. We want to be able to take flights. We want to be able to be part of the new generation. We don't want to leave fell behind. We want to be, you know, we want to make peace with our neighbors. We want to stop all these terror organizations and all this. And all. I don't understand it. So I always say that the key is on the, the civilians on the, in Gaza and West Bank. In the day they will make the, you know, the revolution and they will take, take the control to their hand, this will change the Middle East. But the problem that the problem that they are supporting Hamas and all what they're doing, so I don't see when, when this day will come. It's really fascinating. It's really, really an interesting mindset. I think you're absolutely right in the sense that the civilians will be the ones to, you know, it, they, they have to essentially cleanse themselves, if you will, of, of the evil that, that Hamas encourages into that society and and that's just an unfortunate reality and it's an uphill battle for sure in that regard not to mention the literal battle the idf is fighting which i've been following almost daily now regardless i'm not i'm not expecting the civilians there to condemn hamas because they will be dead right away but yeah. if they will be like massive groups if you will see a big part of the civilians coming together and like going telling everybody to stop the war and you know it's it's happened it's happened in the history it's happened in many places but the key is in the civilians hands that's the problem but, uh, you, you did say something just now that that did, did that does that does kind of validate something that i said which is that if, if the if the palestinian people did speak up against hamas they'd be killed and that's why i think so many people are willing to celebrate these things is that they're kind of being forced to celebrate. You don't need to celebrate. To you don't have to condemn and you don't need to celebrate as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard, honestly, to get a grasp on the situation. You cannot fake celebration. No, that's true. That's you what can't. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the videos we saw definitely do make it harder to sympathize with the grand majority of the Palestinians that celebrate. And, um, you know, it, it's a it's it's a terrible situation for civilians to be caught in the crossfire of everything, but at the same time, it's hard. It it does you know those videos do make it harder for me to sympathize with their story, and it's it, I can tell you right now that it's a lot easier to create peace with the people that don't parade on dead bodies and and celebrate the raping and the murder and the it's, burning. It's of, it's of, easier to create peace with someone who wants to talk. If right. You know if you notice all all of the history in this country in this country, we are the only people. Who come to who came to the table to speak? That's right. That's right. That's a fact, Mr. Capel. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna reflect on something for a second. You said you live in Haifa. Yeah. And and you, you so you live in the north of, of Israel right now. Is is that a is that a, a dominantly Jewish area or is that a dominantly Arabic area? All right. So 
I don't know the exact numbers to be, to be sure if a juice dominates this area. What I can tell you that even you can check my, you can check my, you know, you, you can check me in Google if you want. Most of Haifa is, is the Israeli Arabs, which part of the Muslims and part of them Christians, but basically they are Arabs and they live side by side with Jews. We play football together. We walk together. Where you have some the dating, the people the dating with Arabs. I'm not thing to tell anybody what to do, but there is most ma- many people who are dating together, Arabs and Israelis, uh, mm-hmm. Jews. But the really important, uh, the really important thing is that they consider themselves as Israelis. Uh, they have all the rights I have. Uh, they can learn in university. They can own a business. They don't care about. Anything else, they just want to live their life. You know, most of the people, my father has a big business in Israel, and most of the people we work with are Arabs, and we have wow. no problem. I will tell you something more, more interesting is on the 7th of October, I think that 99% of them were really ashamed of what Hamas does. Uh, they were telling me we're really afraid because we don't tend to think like them. This is not what the, the, the Islam represents, you know, and they felt really shamed because they understand what the Palestinians doesn't. They understand that they want to live under Israeli control. They want to be considered Israelis. They want to be part of the new generation. They want to, to have all what I said, learn at the university, have the, they can have an, a Facebook page and they can, they can uh, express their opinion. You know, this is stuff that in the Middle East, you don't tend to see in, in, in many countries. I think that Israel is, is the only democratic country in the area, you know, which you can, you can be a really freedom, freedomly person. You can do whatever you like. Nobody will tell you what to do. And, and the, the Arabs, Israeli, they, they, they tend to like it. And the, like I said, the key is in the, is in the Palestinians' citizen hand. When they decide they want to be part of it and leave all the politics beside, they will have a great life. I think that's a great message to, to end on when it comes to the politics. I have one more question. I have one more question for you. I have and all this, day for you. And this, is from, <laughs> and this is from a comment that I keep on seeing on TikTok, okay, all the time. All right. Going back to the history of Palestine for a second. Mm-hmm. Was Jesus Christ Palestinian? Wow, that's an interesting one. But Jesus Christ was was a Jew. I, no, I think I think it was the the Judea kingdom. No, something like that. Right. I don't think it was Palestine. Palestine was much later. So I actually I I know the answer to this question. I I have to ask it because it's such a dumb question. Okay, but Jesus. People who are saying that Jesus he, Christ Jesus was, Palestine, was a Jew. The, this Jesus country was, was belonging to the Jews. Yeah. Born in modern day Bethlehem, which Bethlehem, right, yeah. people will say is in the West Bank, right? But that's that wasn't Palestine. That was Judea Samaria. And that yeah. was in Roman occupied Judea and Samaria Samaria. That was way before the land was called Palestine. So, so I, just, I was right. <laughs> yeah, you were right. No, I'm just tired of hearing it. I had to ask you because I wanted to get it on record. It's it's such a dumb thing to say, and it's an attempt to invalidate and put an erasure on on the, the Jewish history. But it, it just annoys the hell out of me. So I just have to ask the question. So. People, they don't understand that 
Christians and Muslims came after the Jews. And it's, it's actually written also in the Bible and also in the Quran. It's written that Jews were the first religion ever. And then everything came after us. So tending to say we don't have rights on this land and we don't belong here, that's, that's the biggest lie in the, in the history, I think. I, I would agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Mr. Capel, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you and reach you? Should they have any more questions, want to debate with you, want to argue with you? I think the best way is to send me a message on Instagram. You have my name right, I see, right under me. So feel free to text me and uh, yeah, we, we will keep in touch. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Be sure to follow Mr. Capel. He's awesome. Again, the way he that the way that he carries himself on TikTok and Instagram and live streams when he's talking to, you know, pro Hamas supporters is incredible. And it's a talent that I wish I had. Thank you very much. And uh, you've done you've done the Jewish people and the state of Israel a great service. So thank you and good luck to your ACL. And <laughs> yes, my knee. Thank you very much. Stay <laughs> up the knee, okay? And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For the we listeners, need to do more squats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. For the listeners out there, thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Please do leave a review on your favorite listening platform, and we will see you next time. Shalom. Sure.